This week on Wishful Booking, we're talking exclusively TakeOver and nothing but TakeOver to try and stay in a good mood, right, Jimmy? Uh, yes. That's what I hope. Okay, cool. Well, we have to talk about WWE. That's yeah. the problem. <laughs> yeah, so blame Jimmy, everybody. Jimmy, I hope you're wearing a cup. Oh, hi, Mark. The biggest match in history right here. Come on, guys. Let's brainstorm this puppy. Like a box. Let me get this straight. Oh, we're talking now, ain't we? Ball game. You're hearing me now, ain't you? What? Hello and welcome to Wishful Booking. My name is Liam McNulty, joined by Jimmy Moorcraft. What's up? What's up? I'm wearing a cup anyway, just for good well, measure, because, you, you know, it's in the air. Literally, everybody's going for the nuts. <laughs> it's the new um, chair shot, actually. Nut shot. That's what I was thinking. You know, because a chair shot used to be like a big deal. You know, you didn't want that to happen. It was like a segment ender for pretty much everybody. And now it's like, nah, chair's not that big of a deal, but nuts, you don't want that. Obviously. And we do have chair matches, which has destroyed the chair shots. So maybe a nut kicking match is next. Yeah. TLC and N. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Table sliders, chairs, and nuts. Obviously. Don't give them ideas. No, yeah. Yes, we should not. Okay. So Survivor Series happened Sunday after TakeOver, which was obviously the best show of recent history, the best wrestling show. Survivor Series, not so much. No. Mixed bag to say. So then moving on to Raw. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um yeah survivor series i don't know what do you what do you think about uh the the pre-show not counting is that a good place to start the 23 minute match that they had on the pre-show and then it didn't count is that a good place pretty please with sugar on top it's a great place to start yeah um i didn't think this was as much of a train wreck as it could have been um i gave it two and three quarter stars because i felt the work towards the end when it was the show's new day and revival was pretty entertaining yeah, definitely. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the Usos won. It makes me want to see an Usos revival match. And, yeah, it's very puzzling why this match happened at all if it did not count. And Corey Graves, thank God for him, because every time Michael Cole said a clean sweep, he was there to awkwardly say, well, technically not. Yeah. Which just kind of underwrote the whole story they were telling. Did you read the report online that allegedly the revival were supposed to win, but they, like, didn't realize it? Yeah, yeah, I did hear that theory. Could it be that simple? I mean, that seems so dumb. Because remember last week, I was saying, you know, SmackDown's going to have to win some of these matches. So I wasn't surprised when I... I haven't seen the match, by the way. When I heard that they won, I wasn't surprised. (laughs) But if you wanted to go with the clean sweep, maybe Raw should have won, even though none of their teams were really good or legitimate. I don't know. Well, the Revival being the sole survivors would have really helped their stock. Even though the next night on Raw, we saw that. So I guess I kind of take that back immediately after saying it. Yeah, and also... the next night on Raw, they lost already. And also, even if they didn't lose the next night on Raw, does it do anything negative for the Usos if the Revival were the sole survivors beating the Usos? Because if it doesn't, then, you know, like... Absolutely not. No. Because the Usos still would have... I mean, I think any person... Why is it good for the Revival? To the end. Oh, no, I agree with that. I mean, I do. I I still think if I had my choice, I would put the, the Revival in there. I'm just saying, after seeing how they were treated one night after, it wouldn't. It, it's not like them winning could uh, mean like a push was coming. Right. Point. Right. They definitely still should have won. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt, the Usos did not need it, nor did the no. New Day. Um, no. And but the then again, their asses off. But then again, I guess we'll talk about later. Like based on the way they didn't even really talk about how smacked. Like on Tuesday night, they didn't really talk about that at all. You know, maybe SmackDown should have yeah. won and should have won more matches. If they're not going to do anything with that story, which it seems like they're not. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if this is a good place to start that story that towards the end, but the whole the whole concept needs to just go out the, out the window. Yeah, um, definitely. 
I mean, there was a time when Survivor Series had these traditional elimination matches, and there was an actual built-up month-long story with a culmination of feuds, which right. made sense. Right. And have a month-long story that isn't for brand supremacy, because, you know, there, Survivor Series could just be the meeting of two people on different brands that don't normally meet together, even though with Fox getting SmackDown, I have a very weird suspicion that the, the this whole brand thing could be done for good. I don't know if I think I've seen that article. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's not confirmed, but a lot of people are speculating that Fox wouldn't spend billions of dollars to get just half of the roster. You know, they, they oh. also have the NHL, and they don't have just one half of the NHL. They have the entire NHL corporation. Yeah, so, so we're just going to go back to... I guess to, we'll see when that comes. Yeah. That would suck, man, because they really have enough talent, especially by then, if they actually build stars that are on the way up to the main roster. Man, they could really have two completely separate packed rosters. Like if, to me, it feels like they have some pretty, some pretty good rosters on both sides if they were using some of the talent better. I agree, but what I would do, not to get too off, it isn't off topic, but but to go too far down the, the rabbit hole, is there's rumors of NXT possibly getting a television deal on FS1. Maybe you you know join together Raw and SmackDown uh, because of the fact that I do think there was a conversation had with Fox officials and the officials that they wouldn't want some superstars and not others on there on a Friday night on Fox, which is primetime pro- uh, programming, maybe you start doing WWE versus NXT and kind of elevate yeah. NXT more. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if, if that means Vince gets involved and ruins NXT, so I don't know if I want that necessarily, but <laughs> it'll be interesting to see where things are this time next year at that point. No, definitely. Definitely. It will be. I mean, I would say, you know, keep Vince McMahon away from NXT, obviously, but just oh, like as course. I'm sure you Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I was thinking that with... Uh, with WrestleMania this year, actually, like they should, to build on what you were saying, like they should have, instead of feeling like obligated to do Intercontinental Champion versus US Champion, they should just have Raw and SmackDown each elect a guy or have a tournament on each side, whatever, figure out a Battle Royal one side, tournament the other. You know, so it can just be, you know, elected guys to represent the brand. So you can really, yeah, just do it in one match. Why do you have to have a whole card worth of matches? I think that's, is that what you were saying? Um, yeah, I, yes. So for me, I guess so, after seeing Shinsuke and Seth, um, as much as we were looking forward to seeing it, a part of the reason, and we'll talk about it more when we get to it, it didn't reach the point to should have, is that it just felt like it was a meaningless match. But then, at the same time, you have to consider that Shinsuke's debut against Sami Zayn was a kind of a meaningless match coming into it. It was just so phenomenal and set Shinsuke up on NXT going forward that it changed that perception a bit, but it was really another randomly assigned match, almost in the same way this was. Well, yeah, every match, so, every match has, if it gets enough time, has the opportunity to make itself feel important through what they actually do in the match. This match could have been better. It could have, we were hoping it would be like a Sammy and Shinsuke, but it just wasn't. I mean, everybody, honestly, like this match, Shinsuke could have won. I feel like that match, we all knew Shinsuke was winning, so it's almost like there was more inherent you know, um, true. like intrigue or or just suspense, I guess. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But unfortunately, um, it fell short the of main, that match. The main card? Yeah, let's do I mean, it. What I was the first one? Kind of I guess we kind of on the main card. The uh, women's, the women's main, yeah. uh, traditional match. Yeah. Um, so on the main, on the on the kickoff show, Ruby, which made the whole the whole segment on the go home raw completely Dude. pointless. Let Ruby me just say. Let me just say. I didn't watch the kickoff show. I only saw the main card, and I started off confused as hell. Same. I, I was yeah, gonna go same. back and watch it. Was my my plan was to go back and watch it, but then I kept getting told that it didn't matter, so I ultimately didn't. 
Um, but yeah, I, I was just like, what the hell? No, they literally this totally undercuts what happened on Raw, like all of what happened on Raw. Yeah, and did you actually wind up seeing how it happened? I Well, yeah, I, I basically heard about it on the pre-show, but you can go ahead. You know, the same way they had the men pep talks on the main show, they had the women pep talks on the pre-show, and Ruby started bullying Natalia, Natalia beat her up. And it was awkward because Alexa Bliss was like, if you can't get along, I'm going to have to take you off the team. And then Coach made it seem like, oh, what's going to happen? And then, like, in three seconds later, the graphic shows Natalia and Ruby Riot off the team, but they didn't, like, say, oh, well, now it's confirmed that Natalia <laughs> and Ruby are off the team. Yeah. So it was very awkward. And then, so I didn't see that beforehand. I was at work. And then when I did get a chance to watch the, uh, the opening few matches, I just saw Sasha and Bailey come out, which, of course, I'm happy that they got to make the main card. And if this was all a storyline to keep Natty and Ruby going and it led into this past Monday on Raw, that's fine, but it still made everything seem a little pointless. Yeah, and awkward. It totally, like, Alexa, if that wasn't the reason you chose those two for your team, then it especially doesn't make sense, first of all. Second of all, the commentary did not even, they maybe said one line that I missed about why it was Sasha and Bailey, but that's why I was like, wait, what? And I'm waiting for commentary to, like, fill in the blanks, and they just really didn't. Yeah. Um, the match, as a as a whole, I gave it three stars. I don't understand. Every women's match in the last few years has the same quick few eliminations in the beginning. Survivor um, Series. It's because you know you have to get them. You have to get them out of the way because there's a lot more pinfalls that need to take place than any other pay per view or night, really. Well, are you saying that because you justify it, or are you just saying no? That's why it they doesn't it? justify it. I'm just I'm saying oh, okay. that's why they do gotcha. it. Sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank no, you. Yeah, I Thanks. Totally, yeah. <laughs> definitely not endorsing it. Okay. Um, I mean, God, Tamina just shouldn't be a thing anymore. Um, yeah, for one. You just made the list! Oh, no! Sonya and Mandy your Rose. prediction I, about Nia came true. That sucked. Yeah. Uh, honestly, the only reason I gave this three stars, and it wasn't bad. There weren't really that many sloppy moments. There was nothing inherently wrong with it. But to be honest, Sasha and Asuka is what put it to that, that solid three-star range. Because of course. I think that's one thing that we haven't... I mean, in the Royal Rumble, they must have crossed paths when Oscar won, but I don't recall a it a bit. lot. A little but, bit. Um, it was just... It really showed that they... I mean, obviously, they can have a great match, but I like how Vince at least had the wherewithal to make that a small moment, and it worked. Mm-hmm. The crowd reacted to it, and they got a good, solid five or six minutes back and forth. So that is what kind of made me okay with this match. Yeah. Um, and the way, uh, the way Sasha Loss was protected... And the way Asuka lost was kind of protected, too, in a way. So they made Asuka last until the end. Yeah. Um, Naya, you know, Naya is capitalizing well on this whole heel turn, the whole um, face-breaker um, blow. Yeah, go ahead. You know, as much as it, it sucks that um, a mistake she made is putting her in this position, they would be dumb not to take the road that they're taking. And Naya is at least performing that well. And she got probably some of the biggest heat of the whole night. So, uh, you know, it, it sucks why we're here, but I do think that it all played to the match and it made logical sense. I guess. Yeah, I guess because of the nature of it, she's doing the right thing by trying to take advantage of it because she's cast as a heel, but it doesn't change the fact that the person is on Twitter saying, you know, bragging about it, rubbing it in, which, I don't know, it just, I just, you know, to call it even heat is being generous, in my opinion. Like, it's not... It's unearned. It's unintended. And it ironically, she turned heel like a couple weeks before what we're actually talking about as her quote-unquote heel turn. Yes. It's definitely unearned. Um, but 
again, I, I just think that the way she's dealt with it, I don't know how else she would have, what she would have done. She's not going to apologize for it. That, that would be out of character. No, just um, maybe scale back a little bit. Like the face breaker history maker is like, fuck you. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I think maybe that's the reaction that it, it, it's good that you kind of feel that way. It's not good. Well, fuck you too, Jimmy. Um, and I think that it might help Rhonda too, and we'll get there later. Uh, why Naya acting this way could help Rhonda because that's a whole nother. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully, it helps Becky in the long run because that's who I'm concerned most concerned about. Oh, that 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 definitely as well. Oh, if they yes yes. Um, so yeah, it was it was a, a decent match. Um, three stars, you know, nothing wrong from but, you. Uh, what I said, three stars from you. Yes. Yeah. Three stars. Um, we have Shinsuke and Seth next. Yep. Um, I was looking forward to this, not the most, but definitely my top three matches. Um, does it take away God, from it that they both is, have to wear their shirts? It does, because Shinsuke had on a phenomenal outfit. Yeah. He, he took a picture of himself backstage. He yeah. looked incredible. Yeah, he did, um, from what I could see. So, I struggled with this a lot. It was 22 minutes long, and it was just really? so not needed to go over 15. Yeah. Wow, 21 minutes feel that long. With entrances. It, 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 um, according to Profile DB, I think it's bell to bell. Wow. Did not feel that long. So I guess maybe it... See, it, it kind of did for me because I felt like it dragged a little bit. I didn't think it went like that long, but I knew it was around that range, and I think a lot could have been cut off. Um, I think it's just the inherent... I mean, I just feel like if this match happened to take over, and I texted you about this with the dim lighting, I just think there's like a perception... And like a main roster style that is affecting everyone and needs to are affected by it because they're mad. Yeah, and it's not just the no lighting means though. Bad. But it's not just no, the lighting though. Of course though. not. Of course not. I just meant the whole main roster presentation is giving this like poisonous, almost the style automatic downgrade. The WWE style, style, I think it is the limits, the ways that in which they're limited. Because when they're trading blows in the center of the ring, I'm just you know late in the match. I'm like, this isn't really these guys. Personally, I, yeah, definitely, and you know, you saw what Shinsuke can do with Sammy. That's why I, I brought it up before. And then the end of the match was great, but and I'm going to get in. This is an issue I had with, with the cruiserweight match, which I think is going to be really unpopular because I heard a lot of praise for that match online, uh, and I'll get there later. Okay. But I just feel, and I love Seth Rollins; he is my guy. Um, right, one but of them. It just has this. I don't know, Falcon Arrow, Superplex Falcon Arrow, uh, arrow kick out, Knights Landing kick out, Frog Splash kick out. Yep. Which is very formulaic, yep. and I don't think it has to be. No, it and doesn't. I think because the beginning of the match was so kind of extraneous that when it got to that part, the live crowd ate it up, and I definitely enjoyed myself while watching it. But it just doesn't like. There's more moves that these guys have together. Yeah, and it just felt very like get through your greatest hits kind of thing towards the end, and totally. that's why I gave it. I gave it three and three quarter stars. I could not give it above that. Um, I've, I've seen an average of that four online. I don't think it earned the four stars for me, especially because of Charlotte Ronda and Becky and Brian and what they did later yeah. on in the show. Yeah. So I think it was not bad. It was not bad. Yeah. I think it had done a lot better. I'd probably give it four stars, but mine are out of yeah, six. Yeah, fair enough. I'm not arguing but mine are out of six, so it's more like a 3.5 on your scale. Because mine are out of six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have... Uh, I'm surprised not out of eight. Do you have anything to add? <laughs> um... Yo, uh, no, I mean, I think you covered it. Like, they have more moves, and they were just kind of getting through their greatest hits. And honestly, I would have liked to see Shinsuke kick out of a curb stomp. Because Seth, I mean, oh, technically well, kicked I out of the Kinshasa. I mean, Shinsuke should have won. 
Absolutely, I left that part out. Yeah, and they, I mean, I don't see why I mean, he couldn't have, especially the, with no Ambrose. Ambrose could have showed up. Yes, and that's why the whole brand thing is worse, because I feel like that's why Seth won. And maybe, maybe if that wasn't a thing and the Russells were together, Vince would have said, maybe Seth won't, won't be hurt if Shinsuke wins here. But because of the whole Raw storyline dictating the matches, that's why I think Seth won. I mean, he could have won even if that wasn't a thing. I'm not trying to say that, but right. that was definitely a factor. Definitely a factor. Definitely. No, definitely. Um, what match was next? <laughs> AOP versus the bar. Oh, God. Yeah, I was very... AOP. Um, yeah, Emphasis God. on the um, P. What? I mean, even ignoring the weird ending, I think this could have been a lot better. AOP did not prove themselves as this great technical team, but that's not what they're there for. They're there for the hard-hitting spots. Um, they performed very well in War Games last year. I definitely think that L.A. Ring not being with them has dramatically hurt their act, and now that they're on the main roster, even oh, double that. Well, Drake Maverick is like one of the, like a, a terrible choice, terrible replacement. Absolutely, yeah. I think he could be doing better. I think it's what they're, the kind of match they're having him be. Because he, yeah. to my knowledge, is a good talker from TNA, no? He's I mean, a good he can heel. be, depending, depending on how he's cast. Oh, by the way, dude, yeah. before I forget, did you notice how they had the Cruiserweight match after this match? So they literally, he like did the pissing his pants spot, and then he was like almost the narrator of the promo for the Cruiserweight title match, because he's the GM of 205 Live. It literally, it happened like right after this match. So I was like, yeah, oh, come on. I did notice that, actually. I did notice that. Like, and also, um, oh, thank you for saying that, because on the pre-show, Drake Maverick said... We're going to prove tonight that Raw is the dominant brand. <laughs> do, you, do you find anything wrong with that statement? Well, he's he was very, like, not dominant. Uh, he's also the general manager of an entire other brand. Oh, yeah. Kind of. But, I yeah. mean, he is on Raw. It wasn't 205. Was, it didn't really have a dog in the fight. No, otherwise. I know. I just, it, it just, it, it's just weird to hear another general manager say that at all. You know, it's not a major yeah. thing, but it stuck out to me when I heard it. Yeah. Um, um I, I thought AOP like they were all right. They had some like, you know, uh like some good like tougher assault, like tougher big hoss assault I thought during this match, especially considering yeah, Sheamus yeah, yeah. and Cesaro aren't like tiny guys. Um right. When that ending happened, I really thought I know this is going to cost the bar, it's going to give AOP the victory, but even still after this, I feel like AOP needs to turn on Drew or Drake Maverick rather. Just because like Without a doubt. like you really this guy, this is how you're winning a match, like fuck that. And there could be a story involved with ALP continuing to like leave and turn on their manager too. Even though them turning on Ellering didn't make a whole lot of sense, we all knew that Ellering was really traveling with the main roster. Yeah, and then he really turned. Well, that's they just why I said leave, leave, yeah. leave them. Yeah, yeah, left them. Um, Heyman would be great. I mean, for them, phenomenal. I, I think it would it would completely change because, like I said, they were good. And you're right, they were inherently bad. I mean, I do think they still could have had a better match, but they were only given nine minutes. Um, yeah. and the ending, um, so he had a tube in his pants? That's what I'm reading? I guess. Why couldn't he have just pissed his pants? I was thinking the same thing. But it feels like I he mean, would have needed to do what he did either way, because he had to press the pants against his legs so you could see that it was wet. I mean, maybe, maybe he could have yeah, just, I don't know. There was a scene in, in A Star is Born where uh, Bradley Cooper's character gets really drunk at an award show and pisses himself on stage, and it looked a, lot, a whole lot better than that. Well, so the, I mean, Drake Maverick only had one chance in front of a live audience, dude. That's the difference. A movie, well, that's a terrible yeah, comparison. I mean, a movie, they purposely, you know, they make sure they get it so that it's obvious. I know. I just feel like you wear the right pants and you don't pee before the show. And it, how hard is it to do that? Yeah. Or how hard does it have to be anyway? 
What? Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they should have done a test run for sure, obviously. Yeah, I mean, his, the camera was on his dick, literally. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, it was so, bad. I don't know. It was weird. I mean, when the guy I, I who's supposed one... to be embarrassed has to, like, press his pants to, like, show that he pissed himself, like, kind of undercuts the whole thing, you know? Yeah, I also would have wore tighter pants. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So there's there's a lot of things that, that could have been different. I, I, mean, I, I wouldn't have done it at all. I'm not trying to say that I would yeah, have done yeah, it again. Yeah, A, don't do this spot. B, if you're going to, do it better and rehearse it. Like, duh. Do it better. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, C, but C, and most importantly, don't do the spot. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Sorry, go ahead. Um, because of the talent involved, and also because Seamus and Cesaro are a world-class athletes, and the fact that, first of all, that's kind of an AOP's finisher, by the way. People have kicked out of that move several times. So that kind of downgrades yeah. it for me a little bit. They didn't, they didn't even give him the last chapter. So I gave it one and three-quarter stars which may seem really rude, but I'm sorry. Um, honestly, all it needed was a kick out from when there was a pinfall and like a little more back and forth and then the last chapter. Mm-hmm. And I would have been, okay. I'm not saying it would have been great, but um, it wouldn't have been. It would have been, been better. And Big Show is just, it, it, Big Show, I don't know. It's just weird. The whole thing's weird. The I, whole I, thing I, was just, was Big a, Show was just there for that Drake Maverick spot. Or they came yeah, up with that to yeah. justify Big Show being there, which I don't even know which one's worse. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Okay, so next, as you so dutifully noted, uh, we had the Cruiserweight Championship match. Brody Murphy defending against Mustafa Ali. What did mm-hmm. you think about this? I know that you don't watch 205 Live on the regular, so I am interested in your opinion. Because I do think it matters. Well, I mean, you know, what's my opinion? I think none of us... I, I See, I kind of purposely don't watch 205 so that I can... Suddenly, when the match appears on the card, I can kind of see it how like the casual fan sees it. And I was like, okay. yeah, these guys are great, but I have no idea what's going on. And the video package beforehand, I mean, okay, didn't really help. Because I was distracted for reasons that I've already mentioned. But the match was great. I mean, you know, it was a good match for the time they had, I thought. You kind of sound like you don't like it, but my guess is you're going to be more critical than I am. What did Buddy Murphy not do that you wished he would have done? No, Buddy Murphy is phenomenal, and I am more than happy that he is in this position. I remember him at NXT, and I always thought he was the highlight of the group with Wesley Blake. He's been doing great work. Could be a- an argument for top 10 rising to superstars in 2018. Yeah, especially if he stays where he's at. Yeah. My issue is with the Cruiserweight style because, again, the same, why I brought this up in Shiz Game Test, they have the same moves. Reverse Frankensteiner, Spanish Fly, you know, Hurricane Ronas. It just, it's just the same kickouts, the same near falls, and... I give them credit because this was a 12-minute match and it was entertaining from bell to bell. I don't want to take it away from them. They worked yeah. their asses off. But like the WrestleMania match between Cedric and Ali, the match at Super Showdown between Buddy and uh, Cedric, it just, they all it's feel all the, same the same stuff. Yeah. And that's why it, it bothers me. So I, again, gave this three, three-quarter stars. Um, it was not bad. They're phenomenal workers and I'm glad that they got the spotlight. I'm glad that they got a 205 live chant. I'm very happy for them. Yeah. But they have to think out of the box with these booking these matches. And on that note... They are world-class people. Yeah. do more. World-class athletes. Yeah, definitely. Um, And world-class talents. On that note, there definitely was at least one or two occasions where uh, Mustafa Ali doing a move where it was like, oh, Buddy Murphy either initiated or definitely, like had a role in the execution of that move. Like, it was very clear, like, oh, these guys are performing this move together a couple times, you know? Yes, absolutely. With those kind of and moves. also, 
how many times can Ali go on the ropes and get knocked off? Yeah, the whole spot where he lot. goes from Apparently, the turnbuckle to, to the barricade <laughs> yeah. has happened ten times. Yeah, a lot of times. You just made the list. Um, you think it's almost like when like Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair would get thrown into the turnbuckle and like flip, and no one else did that. Yeah, but they still wouldn't do it like five times a match, right? No, they wouldn't. But it's just it's that kind of that mentality of like, oh, they could take this bump or they could do this spot, so let's do it every single match. Yeah, and it takes away from it. Yeah, definitely. So, but I mean, I'm I am glad that they got on the main card. I, I don't mean to be shitting on them because they obviously are great athletes, and I'm happy for them. Totally good for them. Um, See you right, next, next time. We had the uh, men's traditional elimination match. Yep. Um, God, a lot of these. By the way, that show was very hard to grade. I have to say, um, yeah, because nothing really was inherently bad. ALP in the bar was mm. verging on bad. It wasn't bad. It was verging on it. I got a lot uh, to say about Shane right. McMahon in this match. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's exactly <laughs> where the hard grade part comes in. Right. Um, you go first. Okay. Um, obviously, I hated that. Samoa Joe was taken out first. Uh, he, he had so much promise as they were getting, as the teams were getting in the ring, and he chucks his towel and Braun Strowman's face. So much promise. Yeah. And then he's immediately taken out first. And obviously, I hated that. I hated how much the match and was... And not on SmackDown. What, how do you mean? He just wasn't on SmackDown. Oh, yeah. He wasn't. Yeah. I, like, yeah. They, they didn't even take the time to maybe, I don't know, have him beat up like a jobber or something to kind of get something back. Just something. Yeah. They're not worried about it. Not as worried about it as we are. Rightfully so. <laughs> AJ, Becky Lynch also weren't on SmackDown, by the way. But um, And Shinsuke. Yeah. Um, just the fact that how booked around Shane McMahon this match was was really disgusting. Could you tell during the match the degree to which he was like, after five minutes of wrestling with Dolph Ziggler at the beginning, he was like totally gassed and like having a hard time staying standing. Could you tell that? Yeah, of course. He was, it was like... Been, I, I could tell that for the past four years they've been putting him in these fucking divisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, always he's like that, but it really stood out. And the, why they would do... Not only multiple of the coast-to-coast drop kicks, but have him get clotheslined out of one. They, he literally like looked knocked out after that, and almost did that thing where his shoulder was was inadvertently up because he was knocked out when he was supposed to be being pinned again, like especially, he did two years especially ago. Especially after the time. Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, like when Roman Reigns speared him, and he and he got a fucking concussion out of it. Right. I can't believe they would do that again two years later. He's he's two years older now. He just he, oh, yeah. he just looked horrible during the match, and I guess I get that that was the point, but I don't know. It was just like I thought they were trying to kill him, you know, before, right in the later stages when Miz was like telling him to go up again. I was like, all right, they're trying to kill this guy. Well, I don't want him to die, but if it means that he never wrestles again, God, God forgive me, do everything I can to do it. I'll probably cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, within limits of him, you know, having a family still and just not, you know, just not wrestling. Yeah, he's got a family. Yeah, just don't wrestle. Yeah, just don't wrestle. But yeah, uh, don't wrestle, please. I, I hate this. I hate all of it. The fact that Joe was out quick and first and Shane was their last guy like, is just disgusting. And the SmackDown team, obviously, like, when Joe got eliminated, it was like, oh, your best weapon is gone now. And the SmackDown yep. team obviously had no chance, even despite Raw literally like beating each other up at multiple points during the match. SmackDown still had no chance. <laughs> appropriate. But yeah, it was just bad. Yeah, you took Joe, that whole thing was just awful. I mean, the only thing I've read online as justification, and I'm not agreeing with Joe being out, but the only reason why I get it is because of the shock value that it was him. Um, 
the only other person that that happened to, and I probably don't know if I would have picked over Joe just because of him just returning as Rey Mysterio. Oh, really? Um, oh, okay. Oh, you mean on that team? Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, okay, go Because if it happened to like, anyone else, it, 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 because it had that effect, and that's like the whole justification I, I, I've been seeing. I hated that it happened. I don't think it should still should happen, but, uh, and the crowd hated it too. They were chanting bullshit, but it was because it was Joe. So did like, it have holy that effect? Shit. And, um, because for I, me, I definitely, that effect was lost was on Joe, me because I was just like, fuck this, fuck any effect. I don't care. No, fuck me it. too. Me, me too. But I guess like, now that we're talking about it after I read that, I, again, do not, I'm not, I'm not condoning it and I'm not happy about it. And I love Joe, but I guess out of all the people that was like a wow, like really, like no one was expecting it. Kind I mean, of thing. Braun Strowman would have given you that effect. <laughs> not going to happen. If you eliminated Braun Strowman? Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, happen. he, you knew, you knew that wasn't going to happen. Of course. Um, the other thing that, I mean, I, I, we must talk about every year and people online do in terms of like the whole review, you know, what culture at Up Rocks is why the general managers continue to pick teams of people that aren't getting along. You want to win. And I mean, Raw, if anything, it's a bigger insult to SmackDown because not only did Raw win, but they won with all of this infighting. Yeah. You had Bauer and McIntyre, Strowman and McIntyre. Uh, what else do we have here? Really, everyone except really? for Finn. Yeah. And Braun. Yeah. Finn and Braun um, and then everybody else. Also, Vince hating the little guys was just so evident in this match that Dolph and Finn were the only ones who actually got eliminated right. from Team Raw. Right. And then on Monday Night Raw the next day, Finn is the only one who gets pinned too as well. Ugh, so Horrible. Uh, that's confusing. Horrible. Um, it's not confusing. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, I get this three and a quarter stars. Mysterio and Bauer was definitely a highlight for me. True. Very uh, true. Seeing them, you know, they had a little sprint that made me want to match between them. Um, I'm glad more. that Vince in both women's and men's matches decided to, you know, have that moment of like a... Because yeah. that's what series, they're predicated on is these people who won't normally meet. So both of them right. had their Oscar Sasha, Finn Ray. That was cool. Um, yeah. I think in terms of setting up stories for TLC, I do like that, you know, it's a criticism that every books uh, that every pay-per-view was like an advertisement for the next one almost. Um, right. But it, it is a storytelling company. And, you know, Braun and Baron and Dolph, that all was logically continued um, in this match. Yeah. Which at least the whole weeks that we've been watching it, it all that is together. Because I know that Meltzer said before Survivor Series came in the air that essentially this show is like a anomaly and like they'll get back to quote unquote regular programming on Monday. But they really did incorporate what they've been doing on TV the past few weeks in this match. You're being a real shill um, right now. I'm giving a show? Shill, I said. You're being a real shill. Oh. You're being a WWE apologist uh, right now. No, I know. I mean, no. Well, so, yes, I'm but... not, listen, I, I'm really not trying to defend anything here. Um, uh, okay, <laughs> and then, can we talk about Miz? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Can we talk about Miz? Yes, definitely. Uh, what is happening? Him and Shane? I don't know. Not, I'm sorry, not turn heel. Is he going to, like, turn on Shane? And, like, it's going to be a match? What is Shane? Is Shane bad? If so, they're doing a horrible I, I, job I, I at that. I thought know. so. I, I don't know what's happening. Um, I Miz was, like... Funny on the kickoff show, like verging on babyface, but like also annoying at the same time. I don't know if you saw that uh, promo no. when they were backstage. Miz was the captain, but he let Shane give a pep talk, and Miz was like behind him, kind of like egging him on. I don't oh, know. I saw what that. Yeah, Miz... I saw that. And then our truth showed up. That was oh, I'm pretty sorry, dumb. Yeah. Um, it, it just uh, they didn't like. I don't know why Miz is like Miz was injured. Like, did he face the injury in that match so Shane could win? 
in, in, in Crown Jewel. I'm sorry. At they the didn't Cup. even like, they didn't is, do anything with the. I thought about that during the match of Survivor Series. He wasn't acting injured at all. And he could have been because when he like pushed Shane into Strowman, he could have been like acting like he's hiding behind that. But they didn't even use that. No, no, my you're right about that. But well, they also didn't use it after Crown Jewel too. Well, they did a little, a bit. little the, bit on the, the, sm- Smackdown, the Smackdown right yeah. after, yeah. But they were but they were while they he, were making him a captain for the team for the thing two weeks away. So it's still it's like nah, this doesn't make sense. But go ahead. What was your? But thing? my question is, is is why is Miz not upset that he got taken out of that match and Shane McMahon? who, leading up to the World Cup with the babyface, took that match. Like, wouldn't his character be angry at that? Like, wouldn't he be complaining that Shane McMahon is called the best in the world and he didn't get a fair shot and maybe it should be Miz versus Shane for the World Cup because Miz didn't get... You know what I mean? Maybe he's a cowardly heel and he doesn't expect himself to have... Or at least he doesn't expect that it would have been a lock that he would have beat Dolph, so he's happy just with the consolation prize of being able to call himself two-thirds of the best in the world. And, you know, Wade was suggesting maybe they'll have a match at WrestleMania for the trophy, but I don't want to see that crap, personally. These are two guys I, like, really am not interested in. Yeah. Um, They cannot bring that trophy up because it all brings back bad memories. You are hanging on by a very thin thread. (laughs) Um, What was I going to say? Oh, dude, I really think they did what they did. Because when they did what they did at Crown Jewel with Shane, I was like, this has potential. This could be the start of a real subtle heel turn, something real nice. Mm -hmm. I think they only did it. Because they knew that some people were boycotting the show and they wanted... They were just thinking about those people reading results and being like, wait, what? Oh, I gotta see this. Because I, I, based on the follow-up, they've really followed up on it not at all since Crown Jewel on any of that. In any yeah. of the ways that they that you would think that they could when I saw that it happened. Like, I was thinking, oh my god, Shane could be like acting all like, you know, I'm the best in the world, we're the best roster, we're gonna do this at Survivor Series. None of that happened in the week after Crown Jewel, so it was, you know... It's, it's Survivor Series is just whatever. Like this yeah. whole this whole um, the five on five was just whatever. The only thing good about it were the women's and the men's match. You know the title match is really for me, kind of. Yeah. Um. How do you think Fox the feels about matches. paying? Sorry. How do uh, I feel about? How do you think Fox feels about paying a billion dollars for a show that is being completely ripped apart for the second year in a row as not mattering and stuffing? Do you think they care at all? No. Do you think it I think Vince. Matter? I think Vince expects they won't care at all. I have to think okay. just based on what's happening. Do you happened. think they should? Um, I don't know. There's a lot of factors that I'm not privy to. Like the numbers, the, you know, they did what they did based on the numbers that the show gets, I have to imagine, in ratings, the eyes that it thinks it'll bring to Fox. Like, that's based on numbers and shit that I'm not privy to. Okay. All right. Um, and then my last question for you in this match is, oh, Drew McIntyre was a highlight. I am very impressed in terms of the whole... Rising Stars of 2018, and Murphy's on the list for me. Drew McIntyre is at the top of it for me. Not Dude. Probably the top, but very I'm, close to the top. After um, this week with so, Survivor Series and Raw, I'm really, Drew's my number one pick to win the Men's Rumble this year. Yeah, I think it's a very logical choice, and I think McIntyre and Brock would... I sixth semi-main I event think, right before Becky Lynch and Ronda. <laughs> well, yes, I don't think McIntyre is... He deserves to face Brock. But if I'm comparing those two, like, yes, Becky and Charlotte Ronda absolutely would deserve to main event more. I don't think McIntyre is at that last closing match mania stage. And yeah. I love him, and he's been doing great. But I I mean, just The match could main event in any there. other situation. I just think Becky Lynch versus Ronda is still the match. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely, um, we'll definitely talk, we'll about, talk that. about that. Uh, and then, 
Oh, but let's say I, yeah, I just wanted to get props to McIntyre because he definitely elevated my grade a bit for how he's been doing. And then, um, oh yeah, it's Vince. I think is taking is cozying up to him again. See, that's always going to be the problem with WWE. It's just they're always going to try to push most prominently the people that they cozy up to. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Um, do you remember when Shane was going to fire whoever lost the World Cup? Yeah, I do. That's I mean. So is the entire so is SmackDown just not going to be a brand because everyone's going to be fired, or does it just doesn't matter? Just, what do you mean? Just, Nobody got fired. That was another thing with the crown jewel. I was thinking if Shane loses this match, you know, that would be great because he would, what's he going to do? Is he going to fire himself? So much right, potential. But my point is that he was so worried about someone from SmackDown being called the best in the world that he seems to not care that they lost six to one or six nothing, according to the U.S. Yeah. At Survivor Series. Yeah, dude. I, I, that makes issue. no sense. That's an issue for me. Makes yeah. It's a huge okay. issue. Yeah. They didn't even really yeah. mention yeah. it on SmackDown. It's crazy. Like, you could make it a point of contention in the storyline and, and, like, tell a decent story. You know, you could actually probably tell a good story with it, but is SmackDown, Wade Keller, or, you know, whoever he had on this week, I'm not sure which one of them said it best. SmackDown was really, like, written to... It was just, like, just a... Like a fixture, just like a holding pattern, basically. You know what I mean? It's like Vince yeah. McMahon just never showed up to the arena, so they were like, oh, shit, we don't... We don't know what he wants to do, so let's just play it as safe as possible. That was more evident in what happened with Charlotte, which I think we can transition into right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the um, match on Sunday first. This was fucking. Course, yeah. This was fucking crazy. Oh my god! Were you freaking out? Uh, I. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I was freaking out when it started because I. I. I mean, I did not think it would be bad by any means. But I was not. That opening stretch was one of the most exciting I've seen yeah. in. I'm not going to say ever because that's dramatic, but in a very, very long time. Yeah, they both. That turned was incredible. It, the fuck it felt up. different. It felt like they knew each other already. It showed. I mean, I don't want to get too deep already, but it just. I don't. It, I was just very impressed with Ronda, and it, it. It. Yeah. So there was that part of it, and then of course the ending was. Yeah. Like what is happening? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The match was physical. Uh, it was, it was really grisly. It was good. It was really good. And then the, the ending came, so, and it was just like, so "What the fuck?" And the degree to which I, Charlotte beat the fuck out of her was insane. Go ahead. So insane and such a shame. And I'm gonna—I don't want to teeter back between SmackDown and Survivor Series because I want to make sure we adequately talk about the match. But I, you know. Obviously, in the ending, and I have to give a lot of credit to WWE's production crew because I had no idea Charlotte went under that ring and got a kendo stick. Yeah, that came out of me nowhere. Neither. Me neither. That was filmed perfectly. Totally. Perfectly. Totally. So well done, which is what definitely added to the suddenness of it. I'm like, wait, what? Yep. It's happened. Like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and then um, it was, so and was then, great. oh boy, was it happening. And then, it, yeah, and then it just all went, you know, you sent me a gif of the lady falling downstairs, which... Could be perceived one way. I thought that was I thought that was almost like a train wreck kind of thing. Yeah. But it was that's exactly how it was. It just all when it just I mean, one of the best beatdowns I've seen, male or female uh division I mean, almost ever. Um Charlotte looked in such a physical beatdown. And and, and and this is where I'm doing my best unrelenting. To not reference SmackDown. Yeah. Um I'm trying to stick strictly with Sunday, but it's hard after seeing Tuesday. Um, it, it, well, you know, her face, her facial expressions, her, I mean, it was, I, oh God. Um, speaking you know, of facial expressions, would Becky, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just going to say that crowd, the crowd reaction. Is it a good time to talk about that? Because that was, that was, oh. I mean, the Becky yeah. chance I'm on board with, and I feel that. And I think not everybody realizes that's just how, it makes sense because that's how hot Becky is right now. It hasn't, it's oh, nothing absolutely. against Rhonda and Charlotte. They're just not the top star Becky is. Um, but but right. when the crowd was chanting "Thank you, Charlotte" and booing Rhonda during the beatdown, like that that you know, I'm chanting Becky fuck and them. whatever, like fuck them, really. I would have definitely been booing okay. Charlotte to say the least. And then the facial like expressions that it led to. That. What do you mean? I thought I said that to you in texting, and you and you were like, "Oh, you don't get it." Because that's how I feel. No, I, I was talking chance, about. I totally get. I think we were talking about but that. I, we don't. I you don't get how bad. You don't get how hot Becky is right now. That's what I was. That's what I was saying. You don't get. We were. We, you, no, you, I mean, you, you text faster than I do, so sometimes I'm playing catch up. Oh, okay. I mean, no, I definitely the Becky chance. I definitely got my more issue was with the way they treated Rhonda after. I mean, first of all, Rhonda is. It was like her seventh match against one of the best women in the world. Yeah. With six days fucking preparation. I mean, oh my God, how do you yeah. not, like, applaud her after getting up? And then, if anything, anyone else in that position would have definitely gotten a stretcher job. And I almost wish they did that, that they gave her a stretcher job. So, I mean, I the mean, beating I, I definitely would have, you know, justified it. It absolutely would have justified it. Also, my question is, did Rhonda getting up so easily afterwards? I don't want to say easily. But she definitely was on her Dude. two feet and had enough wherewithal to give that facial expression that she gave. Didn't that kind of undercut the beating as great as it was a bit for you? A little bit, but she was, bit. she was caught up in the moment. She was caught way off guard by the reaction of the crowd, which I can't really necessarily blame her for. And just to, to follow up on what you're saying, dude, the Monday night on Raw, she came out not only not at all remotely selling the throat thing that happened, she came out just smiling. I hate how she always comes out smiling, like, not into this. Are you yeah. the baddest woman on the planet or not? The baddest woman on the planet would not come out smiling ear to ear all the time. You're right, and it's so annoying and frustrating because they had the right idea with having her wanting to fight. All she had to do was come out like a bat out of hell, like charging down the ring. Even if she had to give her like weird mad face, I was not okay with it on this occasion because it, it could become kind of yeah. weird. That, that, you know the face, face I'm talking about. The pouty face. Yeah, but it would have been at least justified. You know, she comes down charging like a, like a Vince McMahon walk, but angrier. That's all they had to do because they had her in her ring attire. She had a rare Monday Night Raw match. You know, I liked, I liked that she wanted to, like, fight. They, they, the, the battle was there. Yep. Like, it, 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 they, they, like, they had the right idea with her, but you're, you're totally right. They just didn't have her sell it enough. Yeah. But her actions and what she did elevated her a bit, too, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, what she, what she came out and said. So, I had totally agree, and I had a big issue with that, because it was a, literally a matter of her just being more angry. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Just be in the moment. Hard. Like, it was not hard. Be what you would be in this situation. I don't. Yeah, it's not hard. So with that being said, okay. So I love Becky Lynch. I think that she uh -oh. is unexpected. That same list that I'm talking about, Buddy Murphy and Drew is on. She could be her tomorrow. Chomper are tired for number one right now in terms of you know giving a spot and taking it and being over and performing well. Um, you just made the list! So, at, right after Sunday was over, I wanted Charlotte, Rhonda, too, a lot more than I wanted Becky and Rhonda. That's not to say I didn't want Becky and Rhonda at all. But if I'm booking WrestleMania, yeah. after Charlotte and Rhonda had the match that they had, and it ended in a disqualification, which didn't really hurt my grade. By the way, I gave this four and a quarter stars. 
Wow, even um, with the finish, okay. Even with the finish, yeah. Because the finish, I think, worked only if they're going to follow up on it. And I don't know where they're going right now, which I guess is kind of the exciting part. Yeah. Is that there's so many moving pieces. We have Rhonda and Jack scheduled for TLC. We have definitely Rhonda and Charlotte happening again at some point, since they both reference each other on Monday and Tuesday. Right. And we have to have Becky and Rhonda at some point. And I totally think, if booked properly, and I don't want to take your idea, um, I think Becky and Rhonda is an absolutely appropriate WrestleMania main event. But after Sunday, if they dealt with that better, I, for me personally... I think Becky and Charlotte had more going for it after that beatdown alone. What do you mean if they dealt with it better? Because the, what happened? Or what? What was? What was that opening segment on Tuesday? I don't understand. Oh, if, okay, that's like, what you mean. Yeah, and that makes sense. I don't need babyface feel. Like I'm not totally big on Dude. that. But Charlotte just literally—I don't think they knew what they wanted to do yet, and no. that was evident in, in her whole thing. I mean, when she first came out, I'm like, oh my god, yes, this is going to be great. Yeah, she's going to talk down to her. And honestly, if I was Charlotte or the writing team, I would have said, by the way, Becky, I didn't do this for you. I did it for me. Yeah. That's well, it. That is literally all I would have done because then you can keep Becky Lynch veering in that tweener category. You can even get another Becky and Charlotte match, maybe for the right to face Ronda. And then Becky, you know, you could have Becky win or you know that the both those matches are happening at some point. It's not going to be one or the other. Right. I hope. I hope. So I but was thinking. I just think that Charlotte had this story. The yeah. story about being down on herself and losing, and it all would have made sense if she referenced that, and then she didn't. Yeah. I so was honestly I, more I, thrown by I, the I, fact I, that Paige was into the beatdown that Charlotte gave Rhonda, causing her the disqualification on Sunday night. I agree with that when as well. Paige was like, well, you know, I think we were all with you. I was like, no, what? No, that awful crowd right. was with her, but I wasn't... You were with her, Paige? Is this a heel turn? Like, I'm like, literally, right now, all the authority figures on both shows are heels <laughs> to me. <laughs> and Charlotte is clearly yeah. a heel. Like, that was a heel turn Sunday night. It was almost like Paige is a baby face, and Charlotte was still getting cheered, and she was like, oh, well, I gotta capitalize on what the, what the crowd wants. I guess. So, oh, I'm not justifying it. That's yeah. the only thing I can think of. Is no, that yeah. Because the crowd was re- reacting that way that they had her react that way. It made no sense. You're yeah. 100% right. Definitely. Um, oh, but she got fined $100,000. Don't forget. Yeah. Didn't it feel like Paige was going to say something more severe than a fine? Yeah, I thought she was going to be suspended. Yeah. For at least 30 which days. Which I think could have been a whole another angle because Charlotte referenced TLC which I thought was foreshadowing, not that WWE is ever that intricate. Well, they are sometimes. Um, or at least NXT is. I thought that maybe Charlotte would get suspended, hijack TLC, beat up Ronda after TLC, and then you could have gone right to the Charlotte-Ronda rematch at the Rumble, yeah. leaving room for Becky, Becky and Ronda at WrestleMania. Okay. I think that would have been a really interesting way to make everyone happy, because I think people want Becky and Ronda at Mania. I don't not want that. I just think that Charlotte and Ronda had the match they had. I think they can have even the better match. I think there's a lot of heat there, but I just think the way they handled the beatdown and the fact that Charlotte said it was for SmackDown took a lot of it away from me. And it's a shame yeah. because it was such a phenomenally executed segment yeah, on Sunday. On Sunday. And, and, it, and it really... I'm not going to say it ruined it all. It's still going to go down in, in history. It's still going to be replayed. But they, for me, they dropped the ball a lot. On Tuesday. With the way that they... Yeah, on Tuesday. And I don't know if I'm putting too much stock into it, but I don't know. It, I react no, that's so... how you follow things up is important. Strongly to it? Yeah. Yeah. 
And um, what about? I so was, yeah, that was yeah. Go ahead. Go on. I, well, I was thinking. No, no, I just thought. <laughs> I was thinking for the Rumble. What if you do? Because I was thinking about a way to still do both at WrestleMania. What if you do? Yeah, Becky and Charlotte are the last two in the Rumble, and they do like a Lex Luger Bret Hart spot where they both go out at the same time. Oh, okay. So they both have to wrestle two people at WrestleMania. This way, so then you flip a coin, which one of them is going to wrestle Ronda Rousey first? And whoever doesn't wrestle Ronda Rousey first has to wrestle somebody else. This way you could do Charlotte and Ronda early, and maybe Becky versus... I was thinking Nia, but fuck Nia, so maybe more like Asuka. Becky versus Asuka, Charlotte versus Ronda, and Nia won't be able to be there because she'll be busy burning in hell. <laughs> Wishful booking. Just kidding. Maybe. But, and then you have, you know, obviously, ultimately, the main event would be Ronda versus Becky later. They would each win their match earlier in the night. What do you think of that? I think it's very wishful, only because it's WrestleMania, and those are four matches on the card. Here, so. Three matches. Three, sorry. Well, yeah. what about Charlotte? She'll lose to Becky. Oh, right. That makes sense. Maybe okay. they would wrestle. Okay, at the, so, Charlotte okay. and Becky would wrestle at the in-between pay-per-view to like a draw or something. And then you're like, all right, so they're both going to wrestle Ronda. Which one wrestles first? And it'll be Charlotte. Um, it'd be, it definitely looks different. I don't dislike it. I, I mean, I, I don't think it's likely. I also don't know if I no, want No, it's not Becky likely. And Ronda to, Sorry, what else is in? I also, else? Don't, I, I also don't know if I want Becky and Ronda to wrestle a match when Becky isn't at 100%. 100%. I feel like after all the build-up to it, I would want it to be like a fresh one-on-one singles match. Oh, uh, well, I mean, you could put a lot of time in between them, but yeah. Yeah, more likely you just have um, Becky win the Rumble by threat? throwing... No. No. Okay. No. Well, Becky, I mean, Becky versus... Said, Re- more likely what, logical. what you said, and the way that Ronda kind of mapped it out, the way they made it sound, is that at TLC, Ronda will get attacked by Charlotte, and uh, and then they'll have their match at Rumble. And then you'll do Becky versus Ronda at uh, WrestleMania. Just yeah, and I'd be and I'd be fine with that as long as you know. And be, and I'm better with it now than I was on Sunday because of Tuesday. I'll keep saying that because after <laughs> if, if Charlotte was a full on heel and whatnot, I definitely think Charlotte and Ronda could have been a kick ass, really intensely built mania match. Um, it could have been. In, and right in now, a I world. think in a different well. Thank you, yeah, Nia's especially fist. now. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think Becky, I mean, I have to, I don't know what's happening with her. They didn't have her on SmackDown at all. I know that you didn't really mind that. I didn't mind it, but I do feel like with how much support she's gotten, it, it I mean, a simple, like, backstage interview, like, what did you think? Or, like, what are your thoughts? And her kind of reiterating that she wants to run. And maybe, I don't know, on, on Twitter, she's kind of being heelish, but I don't even know if it's heelish because someone asked her, uh, if she was going to be on SmackDown, and she said, yeah, I was. I got fined $100,000 when I beat up the Iconics. Which tells me that wow, she kind of feels like she Charlie. said that? Wait a minute. I asked you if you read it, and you said, yeah. Oh, I didn't read that. I read a different one. I read uh, the one about Ronda, you know, your meanness. Oh, no. Yeah. Someone said, are you going to be on SmackDown? And she said, oh, I was. I was fined $100,000 when I beat up the Iconics. Did you see it? Oh, my God. That's crazy. Which tells me that she kind of feels like Charlotte's kind of taking her, which is... Yeah. Kind of 100%. what it seems like. Yeah, it is kind of what um, it seems like. So now maybe Becky beat up Charlotte again or something and be like, I don't need you to fight my battles. And Becky will get cheated and Charlotte will again be heel. And I don't want to focus on the heel baby face thing because it's, it's, it's all exciting. It's right. all an exciting time in women's wrestling. I'm enjoying it. And that's not a major thing. And the crowd reaction Becky is getting cannot ignore any longer. So whatever yeah. happens... They, they they can make her burn a baby on fire, and I really don't think they're gonna they're gonna do <laughs> That's a little extreme, but yeah. No chance. 
Ariel Hawani, the MMA guy, is talking about Becky Lynch. That's how far this is getting into pop culture and the sports world. Did, did they not? I think On he talks pop- about wrestling sometimes. But yeah. Well, yeah. It, was like it went viral. Like, Becky tweeted about it, and like people right. were like, noticing it. And, yeah. Um, you know, it's great. And I'm very... Uh, so yeah, but I do think Becky should probably drop the title, even if she doesn't have to. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that's what I'm thinking. Keep her off I TV for a while, right? Yeah, if if that's the route you're taking, because she's still keeping it up with, on social media. Um, if they don't represent on TV, then at least make a reason for it. Yeah, have her drop the title, return in the rumble. You know, you and I Say were discussing kind of return in the rumble. You said return in in, in the rumble. Um, you and I were discussing this, have her and I as the last two people, which I always like the Rumble to be, you know, it is a, supposedly a quote-unquote randomized selection, so that would be very ironic, but it also would get the crowd reaction at once, so I wouldn't hate it if it happened. Yeah. Um, but have her win regardless, um, and then you get to Becky and Ronda that way. Um, yeah. yeah, it would be contrived if it came down to those two, which you're not wrong. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm still excited about all this. I... Well, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not agreeing with all of the decisions that are being made about it, but it's definitely an exciting time, and I do think that a lot. And one thing I do want to read really quickly. Okay. Uh, I mean, we only have two more matches to discuss. Actually, one more match to discuss. Yeah. Um. Uh. Not that quickly. Okay. So this is from this is from Bleach Report. I can't take credit, but I I think it's said perfectly. There were boos from fans who have not fully figured out that it is perfectly okay to like both Rousey and Flair or Becky Lynch at the same time. Sure. Those same fans who have cheered her in arenas across the country up until Sunday's show turn their backs on her because they somehow believe success will stunt Lynch's. Those fans are wrong. Instead of taking the opportunity to boo Rousey, they should sit back and applaud how damn she is by being new to the business. She's going to be responsible for a hell of a lot of classics a lot sooner than later. This is true. This is all true. I don't think I tweeted Rhonda after the pay per view Sunday. I don't think she should take it personally because I don't think no, it was not. the booze weren't you know, anybody in her shoes would have been getting booed. She was poised against Becky Lynch. She talked a bunch of trash on Becky Lynch and because of what happened, you heard how much heat that's why obviously why Nia got all that heat. Because of what happened, you I mean, that's why they were booing and Charlotte was, was by the perception was that she was representing Becky Lynch, so that's why they were saying thank you, Charlotte, uh, yeah. all that stuff. But Rhonda shouldn't take it personally. It had, not, it had nothing to do with her. And I was glad that they weren't trying to capitalize on that by framing her in a heel kind of way on Monday. The reaction was a freak occurrence. But we both noticed her say to a fan saying, you're not a man. Well, yeah, you couldn't really miss it. And It then was, it was weird how long look. they held on her, yeah. And she was clearly just naturally um, reacting to the to the crowd. Yeah, and yeah, definitely. And and I think you're right. She should not take it personal. She's been so good against so many... I mean, think of if, if you... When you, uh, when we heard that Ronda could come to WWE, imagine if we were told, if we could go back in time, that Stephanie McMahon, Nia Jax, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Bella, if we were told those were the names that Ronda would have to face in her debut year, we would have said, it's over, done, not going to work. I mean, I would have said, you know, it, it, she's going to have to be really good. Yeah. Well, basically, she's executed a best-case scenario based on the situation, the cards she's been dealt, I think. Agreed. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I just think she's been, she's been so good against a litany of different skill levels and talent that it would be irresponsible not to applaud her for everything she's accomplished. And, and, and I do. think you're right. And I don't do. think the crowd think. doesn't. And I think the crowd does do. It's just that 
it was a weird, I mean, the crowd was weird in general, not just for that match. It was a very, I, I mean, I think it's a very takeover, specific situation. As much as I love it, yeah. I think it's ruining the main roster reaction. What is? Takeover, because you have people, I mean, I would, I would argue that what, at least 30 to 40% are attending both shows. Would you think that's fair? I have no idea, but dude, I think this Survivor Series, this was a very specific situation with Becky Lynch, with this happening the Monday night before on the Go Home show. That's why I think there really should have been more consequences with Nia Jax, just because of the degree of collateral damage there was. I don't think you can hang the weird crowd reactions on TakeOver as much as you can on that, you know? Yeah, but I'm talking about Seth and Shinsuke, too, not just the Paul Ronda Nia thing. I think Seth Shinsuke didn't get the reaction it should have. I don't know. I just I I well, it wasn't. I think you, that you agree after, that it could have been a better match, right? So, better match, you know, in theory, would have gotten a better reaction. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Fair enough. I am an athlete. I am not an entertainer. Um, are we ready to move on to the main? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> you want to go first? Versus Daniel Bryan. Yes. Um, that's the one. Suddenly, you know, you go first. We, suddenly, we without the order of when, of, of when we watched it, because you watched it first, and you uh, you gave me some um, anticipatory little comments for each of these matches. So yeah, you go some, first and say your uh, okay. Yeah. So during the entrance, when he was smugly smiling, Daniel Bryan, that is pronouns, pal, and a little bit before when you know he was interviewed and he just smugly smiled and didn't say anything. I was really intrigued because I was thinking, oh shit, he knows something we don't. He's going to do something. He's got a plan. And the match was good. It was basically the match that you would probably expect, you know, like a stretched out version of the match that you would expect. I mean, with him being healed, maybe minus the shot to the nuts. But, you know, was his plan to withstand Brock's assault for long enough that Brock would, that the ref really would carelessly stand right in the path of the F5? Like, have you never seen this move before, ref? That's where the guy's feet go. Like, was that Daniel Bryan's plan for the ref to be stupid and just to withstand an assault for long enough to have that opportunity to capitalize? Because otherwise, that smug smile makes no goddamn sense. That's my problem with what was an otherwise well-wrestled match. So it was your problem because he didn't really have a plan. Yeah, he came out smiling as if he did, when really it just kind of worked out to his favor. But does the promo on Tuesday change anything? It helps a little bit. Yeah, okay, because I, I think you're right. Um, I also think that was his literally... That interview before he wrestled was the first glimpse of this new character. Yeah, too definitely. So I almost feel like it was almost like a you don't know what's coming in store for this iteration of my character kind of thing. I definitely see what you mean. Yeah. Um. So I did make the mistake of seeing that there was like thirty minutes when this started. Yeah. Um, although it was in the main event spot, so I knew it wasn't going to be a straight up flash match unless someone was going to like debut or like. That he was going to come out or something like that. Or AJ I, I, Styles. I had of, yeah, right, exactly. Um, I knew it, it, it could not end straight up squash like that. It just, as much right. as the WWE and Brock, those German suplexes were awful. So, as much as Brian is my favorite, I give him credit for taking them. He sold them amazingly. I thought he was dying. I thought his neck was just crumbling. When you say them, gel. when you say them, really, you're being generous. That first one was insane. Do you oh, do you yeah, think definitely. that because uh, Brian Alvarez I think speculated that maybe Brian was trying to flip out of it and land on his feet because it seemed like early on he did intend to get a little more offense in than he ultimately got in when he went for the lower drop kick and then he went for another move and Brock just kind of caught him and started owning him. Um, 
And yeah, but after seeing how the rest of, of the match went for the next few minutes, Brock had upper hand. So I don't know. Even if Brian lands out on his feet, Brock still would have clipped him, I think. So I don't I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he might have gotten a that. little bit of offense and caught Brock off guard. I don't know. Just seemed like he intended to. But after that first suplex, like, the way he landed on his head was crazy. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. It was crazy. I also feel like that's how the AJ match went with AJ kind of ducking and dodging. So this is so different from that, which I liked. Um, yeah. It wasn't like it's the same Brock's big guy, small guy match. Um, no, yeah, it totally. looked very differently. It was very manipulative in the booking. I mean, I was like, what? even, I mean, it was so good that I forgot I knew how much time was left because I did think it was going to end. Well, that's good. That's, yeah. how, that's how good it was. Because that's the problem. Um, yeah, totally. You tweeted something about Brock earning his paycheck. I totally agree. I think anyone who has an issue with Brock needs to suck it up. Aside from the fact that he had a four-year full main roster career already, went to UFC, made a name for himself, all those things. It's not like he was given everything he got. Yeah, um, and came back completely reimagined, with, by the way. Completely. And yeah, it sucks that, first of all, Brock, like everyone, Vince is booking this stuff. So Brock shouldn't be to blame, really, ever. But there was always that notion that he could do more and he didn't care, and then that was part of the story with Roman Reigns. And I think that that kind of hurt the perception of him, and he's also someone who's beyond baby face and heel, but... This yeah. performance was one of the best of the year for me. It really was. I mean, except for the lack Jesus of psychology, Christ. like I said. Yeah, but I mean, when he was in that yes block, I mean, and it was the same thing with the cap crusher. So it's just repeatedly, he's just consistent in these positions to make it believable that the match could end. For you. When we know deep inside that it won't, but it just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I was I, like on the edge of my bed. I will say on the surface, I knew that Brock was going to win the whole time. When he was in the yes lock, I was like, cock your hips out to the right and roll back. And that's what he ultimately did. No, I know. It just the face. <laughs> that's what he's going to do. Uh, yeah. And then everyone having an issue that oh, it was the same old match. Brock wins with one F5. Well, they did a lot putting over that F5. So now that he's doing it to Brian after beating the shit out of him. Yeah. It makes sense that the match is over. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, did he do it? I, I, thought he, I, thought he, I think Brian kicked out of an F5. I'm pretty sure oh, he, he kicked did. out of at least one F5, yeah. No, he didn't. Brock pulled his shoulders up. Oh, was that the only one? Okay. Yeah, yeah was he right was the there? Like, one. was that part of Brian's plan? Because that also happened before the nut shot. You know? For Brock to just heat of the moment, yeah. pick him up, like, he had you finished. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the ref bump did look a little contrived. Like, I kind of saw tall graphs as it happened. I'm like, why is the referee, like, like, move the fuck out of the way? Yeah, you're and then, in the path of but the it move. Did, yeah, but it did help start that comeback moment. Um, it was I crucial. I struggled with... It is. That's what I'm saying. I struggled with um, rating Brock, Brian, Charlotte, Ronda differently. I gave Brock and Brian the edge with a quarter of a star. I gave it four and a half. Only well, because of... It had a finish and Brock's performance. Wow, uh, I mean, you really I, don't I, like I, Brian. Guy got thrown on his head. Okay. First thing right out the gate. Goes on to have a phenomenal, phenomenal fucking match. Daniel was great. I just think okay, Brock we'll say a that. lot of shit. Everyone knows that Daniel is a great wrestler already. That's not a thing. <laughs> But Brock does not get credit. It's because and of all those people match, who are out there screaming from the rooftops that Brock Lesnar sucks at wrestling. Well, right. Exactly. That's nobody right. does that. Nobody it's does that, I don't think. They might say they don't love um, him, but like nobody says that he sucks. And I, People, lately, in the past few years, I've seen... I've been in many a comment section on Bleach Report defending my man. Yeah, okay, um, well, I Brian think with, a, with anybody Brian else, it would have been a, a resultingly less good match, most likely. Like with any either of the two, Brock or Brian, if you substitute either one, 
Like I, I think the match was better than with AJ last year. I guess. Um. Yes. It's just weird that Brian was heel because it seemed like a heel comeback was strange for me psychologically, but it was different. Well, yeah. What were you gonna What were you gonna do when you have David versus Goliath and they're both bad guys and and you and you announce it five days beforehand? Like there was no that was the only you know I knew that was gonna happen. But it was just very unique, very emotionally evoking. Um, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I I was definitely impressed. I don't really know what Talk else. About some, yeah, go ahead. What what happened? Uh, so TV TLC, just sucked this week. Well, it did. We're already building to TLC. So the entire first opening hour um, was the whole story with Braun Strowman. We now know that it'll be Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin at TLC in a TLC match. If Braun makes it um, there, which supposedly is yes. really in the air in real life. He'll probably make it, though. Yes. So... Before all that, Baron Corbin needs to win this match in order to remain, in order to become permanent general manager. What a weird stipulation win, to a match, by the way. It is weird. Uh, if Braun Strowman wins, he then gets his rumble match with Brock, where he also apparently gets to fix his stipulation. Um, before I go further at all, this was brought to my attention on Wade Keller. Uh, I don't know if you know what I'm about to say. I think um, I do, and it's crazy. Me. Crazy. Okay. Go ahead. Did you, know, did you think about it in the moment when it happened? When it, when she said it, yeah, I mean, I I well, didn't well, really. I, I was like kind of half paying about. attention, and I was like, yes, yeah, say say what you're talking about. So when they were discussing Braun Strowman wanting to take the stipulation to me as a joke, unfortunately, meant to this uh, okay. said, um, unfortunately, dismemberment won't get past our legal team. It's a corporate liability, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. I was kind of half listening because I was hanging out with a friend. We didn't really catch what she said listening back to when I was hearing Wade talk about it, I was like, she must not have said it like that. I've since watched it back and it's disgusting. I can't believe, I can't believe that she would say that. Do you think they realized it? Like, of do you, course. Cause I definitely don't think, I think it was it's intentional. strategically said. Oh dude, you're crazy. It's very specifically worded. Dismemberment is a corporate liability. Like, you know, yeah, but it's like she's speaking Roman, out of that. Ex- like, she's speaking out of that direct experience with Jamal Khashoggi. Oh man, yeah, I don't know. I kind of agree with Wade Keller's co-host, who actually is the guy that I I used to argue with on Twitter. By the way, um, what did he say? I guess I, he I, had I, a problem with it. No, he said that he didn't come to his attention. It is definitely distasteful. I'm not disagreeing with that. I think the writer should have absolutely thought it through. Um, he was just saying he personally didn't think about it at the moment. I didn't either. Now that it was brought to my attention, yeah, it was a horrible choice of words. But I yeah. do not think that it was written because of that specifically. I yeah. Don't. Same thing with Dean, by the way, which which we'll talk about. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I think it has. It's too specifically worded. Sorry. Go ahead. Also, I don't I don't know if Stephanie is writing this stuff herself. Also, at the same time, well, so she I don't know said if it's it. On her, she said it. So well, falls on her in my book. Yeah, but I mean, are actors getting in trouble for the lines that they say that are written by scriptwriters? It's different. It's a different thing. But yes, if they, I mean, if they say it and it's a bad context, it's kind of even worse. WWE at least gets the, you know, the handicap for the fact that it's last minute and they didn't have, you know, probably more time than just Monday afternoon to rethink it, but I think it's an obviously ill-fated idea. Right. So, this match, I knew it was coming. They've been building it for a really long time. I think that it definitely, shockingly, made me not interested in this match because I, I don't think it's going to be a barn burner of a match, but I do think that it added a lot to the story and it makes the match... Uh, for a reason, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know if I would have blown the TLC stipulation on this. Definitely not. But at the not. same time, a singles match between them would have been awful. So at least now we have weapons. Seth and Dean don't really need 
We've seen them in Hell in the Cell ladders. Like they can, ha- although their feud warrants something. It, this is your first chapter in it. I think that this is the first match. Well, technically, the first match is happening on Friday. You don't think? I was kind of thinking. I was kind of thinking they should have a ladder match. Those two. I mean, since well, they, they have, have the Intercontinental though. title, I know, but have another one. Yeah, Did- I mean, I wouldn't hate it at all. I mean, with the phenomenal match, then I, I would, I love them together. I'm, you know, anything's great. Yeah. Um, Did they have a ladder match, by the way? I think you're thinking of the Money in the Bank match, which had other. No, people. they had a one-on-one ladder match at Money in the Bank for the WWE Championship. Remember when it fell down and they both had to grab it and Seth got it first. Um, it was the same year, I think. Uh, oh, oh yeah, okay. It was in between. Year. It was Shameless in between. Because I was thinking year. of the year that Seth fought Roman and then Dean cashed in, but it was it was the year before. Yeah, yeah. But I think that you can rely on them to have a great match one on one, and Baron and Braun could potentially be really boring. So with Definitely. the inclusion of weapons and all of these stipulations, I think that and, and is that a good way, reason to give then, it to give them a match the TLC stipulation because it could potentially be really boring otherwise. That's a good question. Definitely, without a doubt. It definitely is. If you're only going to give that stipulation a one match all night, give it in the match that would be boring otherwise. I say fuck that. Well, I'm not agreeing with it, but I think that it does you make said me definitely. more interested in a match. What? Uh, yeah, okay. Just, yeah, in a vacuum. But overall, if you're only giving the stipulation a one match, I say save it for a better match. Or, better yet, replace Baron Corbin with Drew McIntyre, which... Oh, absolutely. Totally, I'm not disagreeing with you there. Yeah. Um... But even with, like, Gator, Bryant, and AJ Styles, I mean, they didn't follow that up on SmackDown because AJ wasn't there, but they can have a phenomenal match one-on-one in general. So, do they really need a stipulation two? So, well, we've seen yeah, them three I mean, times on TV, so maybe they could use a stipulation to spice it up since well, yeah. they've had and three barn burners on TV, so now we're going to see them on pay-per-view. Like, honestly, between these two matches, yeah, I'd rather the Daniel Bryan-AJ one be TLC because I trust them to do a lot more with the stipulation. I agree with that. I think that they could still get a ladder match easily, though, because that that stipulation has, hasn't been given out yet. So I don't think that they won't get nothing. Yeah. Even even if the match was announced already, I don't think it, it, nothing can be added. Hopefully, um, a ladder match would be sick, definitely, or a TLC match but, where they had to climb the the thing to get the thing instead of pinfall. Yeah, but because of the fact that they spent an hour on this, it's been a story for a few months. They've added these these stipulations. That's why I'm decently okay with getting it. Okay. Um. And then for the entire other hour of Raw, uh, Baron wanted a two-on-one handicap match. Stephanie turned into a six-man match. It was uh, Elias, Balor, and Strowman versus McIntyre, um, uh, Ziggler, and Lashley. Yeah. Uh, and it was turned into an elimination match randomly. Yeah. The, um, she made it a totally different match. He suggested totally. a two-on-one handicap match. She made it three-on-three. I was like, what? This? She acted yeah, like, she yeah, I like that. I'm just going to tweak it a little bit and make it a totally different match. Yeah, that's why I just I I I, don't, I mean it's unpopular. I'm sure I just love her character because she just so was just flighty with like she shook a fan's hand, she shook Finn Balor's hand, yet like she'll still make a really asshole comment the next moment, not referring to the dismember me comment. I'm not defending that. I just meant like her character in general. Yeah, um, you love her. I just like how she kind of she kind of goes to the beat of her own drum. Yeah, um, it's definitely an unpopular opinion with me. Well, yeah, similar to what Vince does kind of when he's back now. He, she shifts a lot. Yeah. Um, this is the f- entire first hour of Raw. We said it before, but Finn was the only one eliminated. Uh, Elias gets counted out, and then Braun. By the way, if Drew hit Braun, uh, Baron, and they should have done this because it would have protected Baron since there's a match happening at TLC. Mm-hmm. Um, why wouldn't Baron just get disqualified? So then you're protecting him from getting a pinfall before this pretty major TLC match that they're building up fairly well. 
You could have actually could beat down. when Drew got the match basically got thrown out. I think when Drew did something right, or was it Baron? Drew hit a chair on Strowman yeah. and the bell rang. So yeah. I think we thought that Drew got disqualified. Yeah, you should have had Drew do that, and then Lashley do something to get himself disqualified. But now Strowman's weaker, and you have Corbin even pin Strowman, and then do what they did. You know, to give him a win to even justify yeah. the match more at TLC. Yeah, I don't know if Strowman taking the fall from Corbin is necessarily necessary right now, though. I think that... Well, I just think to... Yeah, go ahead. I mean, the match was meaningless, and it only served the purpose of getting Strowman in a vulnerable position so Corbin could attack him. Right, but but the attack... Um, yeah, but it... Yeah, I Sorry. mean, I guess you could have had other people attack him and then still get a pinfall. But it also would have been weird for a referee to allow that beat down to happen and then Baron Corbin to pin him. Although well, those he guys, general manager. Well, no, I'm saying do that beat down and take his arm out after the match. Like, you have Lashley and McIntyre each get disqualified out of the match by attacking Strowman with the chair, which is making him weaker, which is the only thing that would ever even allow Corbin to get the pin over Strowman. Yeah. I don't know. Do yeah. something. It took up an hour of my time watching it, and it basically built to, okay, so Strowman might not make it to TLC, like Corbin said. Why did we need an hour yeah, to I, tell me that? Yeah, I think that they've added some intrigue into Baron looking kind of strong. Also, in the match itself, it'll be t- it'll be no disqualification at TLC, and now we know that people will probably help Baron, which yeah. will add suspense as to whether or not Braun will actually win. Um, uh, yeah. But there's but apparently Braun is getting surgery for real. Oh, okay. Um, so he really might not make the match then. I didn't hear he's getting surgery. Yeah, he's getting surgery, but he also had a really weird surgery. I don't know if you remember last year where he was back in, like, a few weeks. Oh, yeah. Great puzzle fire. Oh, I don't know. Like, I can't imagine they would... Obviously, the injury wasn't sustained in this match, but they announced the match before this injury, kayfabe, happened when they knew the whole time that he was getting surgery. So... Maybe I'm they're confident that he's going to make go. it back? Yeah, maybe, I mean, he can come back in a cast, right? Yeah, I guess so. I just don't think they would have made the match if he wasn't ready to go. Unless... This is a way to not get the Braun and Brock at Rumble, and they have Braun win the Rumble, and it's Braun and Brock at Mania. I do not want that, but why? Oh, I don't Are either. You okay with that? Okay. I don't either. It just seems like a way to stall. You know Braun what I Brock want? Happening again. I think during the Corbin TLC Strowman match, if he makes it, you have those two going at it. It seems like why would Corbin have even allowed himself to get put into this situation? I think you should have Lars Sullivan debut and take out Strowman and set up a feud for them into Mania. Oh. That's what I think. You know what? I also, as soon as I saw the debut thing next for Sullivan, thought about Strowman and Lars, but I didn't think they would go there right away because Strowman... You wouldn't think they would. That's why it's so intriguing. Sorry, go ahead. Right. I just think both of them can't really afford to lose since I don't think... I think Strowman will factor heavily into Mania fans this year. So that was the only reason why I didn't know if they would go right to it, but that definitely would be intriguing. Well, I'm saying start it now. Let Strowman get attacked and be gone for a little while. Then Lars Sullivan is around for a little while, taking out people, being dominant. He's in the Rumble. You have Strowman come back in the Rumble. They take each other out, and you build the match to Mania. I think you have, you know, you do the match at Mania, the big guy match at Mania. Strowman can win it. Lars Sullivan will be better off for having been in this situation right off the bat. Yeah. No, I, I don't dislike any of that. I just feel like that Strowman's your biggest baby face, and you already are going to have him off TV for the next few weeks now. And now you're taking him off TV again, kayfabe, when that's a pretty important time for wrestling. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, and you have a stacked roster on both sides. You can afford for him to be gone. And I think you really want to build, really you wanna, really wanna build Drew, I think, Who's to be the number baby one babyface on, on Raw. Drew, I think. You Drew? make him babyface over the course of the next couple months, yeah. 
oh God, they've done so much to turn him heel. I don't even know if I want a baby face. That would take. You that could would say take the same really thing about shift. Braun, dude. Yeah, but Braun already was over. He had established catchphrases and and all of these all of these spots and. Yeah, but he's had such a confusing year as far as his role. I don't know. I don't think Drew and Braun are comparable in terms of fan reaction. I, I think I think he gets. Well, that's what I'm saying. Drew Drew wins the Rumble as a face by that time. I don't know. I kind of mapped it out in my head the other night. I have a, you know, Braun gets taken, his focus gets realigned to Sullivan, and they just go off and do their thing. And then Brock comes and runs roughshod on Raw one night in the lead-up to the Rumble, and Corbin goes to McIntyre, and he says, dude, you got to help me out. And McIntyre says, you know what I want, and what he wants is to be in the Rumble. And he gets in Brock's face, you know, helps stop him from running roughshod, goes in the Rumble and wins it. That's my plan. That will do a lot to turn him face when he gets in Brock's face. Pun intended. Sorry, go ahead. Listen, I like Drew a lot, but I feel like you're letting your personal opinions on uh, on Drew, who's awesome, negate the fact that to the larger casual audience, I don't think he's at the spot you think he could be at in four months' time. That's my issue. Okay. I mean, I told you, after TakeOver, I kind of wanted Alistair Black to show up in the Rumble and win it and take on Lesnar oh my God. at, at well, WrestleMania. See, that... More unlikely than Drew, I thought. Drew at least was around back in the day. Like, he's been, you know, he's more known than Aleister Black. Yeah. Were you going to... Yeah, um... Yeah, go ahead. Also, you have Seth there. I mean, Seth is wallowing in this feud with Dean. No, I don't want to say wallowing. That's not how I could put it. But he's there. Um, He's also... I mean, if Braun leaves, Seth is your biggest baby face on Raw. But he's kind of fed up with Dean. Yeah. Seth and Brock, it's still a match that hasn't been been done yet with the finish. Yeah, you could also build to Finn and Brock. There's a lot of things you could do. I mean, they're more likely, I guess, to build to Seth and Brock, but I don't know. I think not very likely to build to either, really. I think it's going to be, like, most likely it would be Lashley and Brock or Strowman and Brock or McIntyre and Brock, I think. Well, out of all those, I want McIntyre and Brock most, if it makes you feel any better. Well, now you're talking. Now we're talking. Because <laughs> Lashley is just weird. Yep. And Strowman, I just don't see them having what could be a really great main event level match at this point. No, definitely not. I mean, we know they can't, and they've yeah. already done it at too many less than WrestleMania matches. Like, re- re- less than WrestleMania, you know, spots. For it to now, like, it's supposed to be a WrestleMania main event caliber match now, it's already not been multiple times. Um, Yeah. Um, thank you everybody for joining us for Wishful Booking. My name is Liam McNulty. You can follow me on Twitter at me up to eleven. You can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Moorcraft. And his name is Jimmy Moorcraft. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Wishful Booking. And you can like us on Facebook at Wishful Booking Pod. And you can email in wishfulbooking at gmail.com. So there's a lot of stuff you can do, but statistically speaking, you won't. <laughs> is that too honest? Very honest. Yes, painfully. All right, so we will talk to you guys next week, and uh, hopefully wrestling gets better next week. Uh, yeah, I hope so. All right. All right. Later, guys. So long. Do I have to talk you a little